Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So let's get right into it. Hello, and thank you for tuning into the podcast. It's always an honor to have you come and give us a listen, and we appreciate the community of followers here that take part in this. Thank you guys for tuning in today. I am very lucky today. I have a great friend on the call with me, and this individual who's going to share is someone who is a very, very, very progressive, successful grower from Northwest Iowa, and I appreciate him very much. He's my technical go-to guy when I have equipment questions because he is far better than I am. I often learn long ago, and I've had to learn it many times, but it is uh, better than trying to be an expert in everything is to have friends who are experts in different things. And that's what we have today. I'd like to welcome to the call Mr. Nick Hunt. (laughs) Well, thank you, Rod. Thanks for the introduction there. But I've got to tell you that the only thing that separates me from you on being an expert is I'm in a different zip code. So... (laughs) <laughs> well, I've often heard 50 miles from home in a briefcase, you are good to go. So we go. live about 200 miles. We're about 200 and some miles apart. So you're my expert. That'll work. <laughs> well, Nick, we'll dive right in here. We're going to talk about equipment today. As you know, we've already had a couple of different equipment dealers on the podcast and let them talk to us a little bit. And they shared great information. I appreciate both of them very, very much. But today, instead of coming at it from the dealer standpoint, we're going to come at it from the grower standpoint and from the guy who's working with other growers to help them get set up. So, Nick, let's do this first. Let's talk about the exact setup that you guys have on your planter at your farm. So currently today, we're set up with Precision Planning's V-Apply HD system. You can find out a lot of information on that on Precision Plant's website. I would love to sit here and tell you that if you wanted that system this year, you could get it, but I don't know if you can. Supply chain issues and everything else that they're saying is the problem is going to probably hinder us from doing a lot in that aspect this year. But that's what we currently have, but we've progressed through basically almost all of the things you've already went over with, whether it be Shafferts or Spare Specialties, kind of started out with those systems and progressed our way up to where we are today. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the entry-level system that you use, Nick. Well, what was it? Describe it for us, and what did you like about it? Sure. We started out with a hydraulic pump. Now, we always liked the hydraulic pump just because, for us, we felt like we got more consistency, and they had a little bit more longevity to them than what we felt like we could get out of an electric pump. Um, That's not to say electric pumps are bad. I'm just, you know, that's kind of where we started. And then, you know, so we did that. We had some uh, inexpensive tanks. And by inexpensive, I mean, you know, we found some tanks and built some frames and mounted them on tractors, and they didn't look great, but it didn't matter what they looked like because we were just trying to get a liquid out, you know, liquid out through the planter. So, you know, we kind of custom built that for a while. You know, we had the red ball system as kind of our row gauge, I guess, to tell you whether it was a uh, it was applying or not. You never really know that it's putting out the correct amount row to row. You just kind of, well, I got the orifice in there, and I've got ball is floating inside of the, the little red ball and so you know I know there's liquid going through it and then the orifice should make sure that it's the right amount so you know you check it on the field and yeah we were close the reason why we made the transition though was because we could drive out there we can all see it a eh? corn gets about chest high and you can start seeing variants in row to rows uh you know you can start seeing well man the wings of my planter are about a collar or so behind 
the center, and why is that? And so you go back to the planter, and you start diving in and looking at it, and you're like, oh, well, this hose is a little bit shorter than that hose, and maybe that's the problem. And, you know, it was it took a few times and never did quite get it right, and so that's why we made the switch to V-apply. You know, then, then you get into how we apply the stuff in the row, and, you know, there's to say that the world is your oyster there is an understatement. I mean, you can, there's about anything you want to do, you can do as far as how to get it in the row. You, know, you can use totally tubulars, you know, Shafford's got a good uh, rebounder, Precision's got the Keaton and the Furrowjet, you know, you just, there's all sorts of different options there. Sure, absolutely, Nick. And I kind of want to make a point with this though. And while you felt like perhaps the different length hoses, and I think that's one of the things is that if a guy and from where I said, it would seem that on those ones that are right in the middle that have a short run, it's more effective if I cut all of those quarter-inch tubes exactly the same length and coil them up so it's all running the same distance. Would you agree with that? Yep. It's no different than so uh, guys that use that, that white smoke that we talk about all the time. They want to make sure those hoses are the same length, too. So. <laughs> okay, we want to get equal amounts into the atmosphere. Never mind. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so yeah atmospheric pressure mm-hmm. so I, but here's the point that i want to make even mm-hmm. though your very first system maybe wasn't perfect what kind of a result did you see was it worth it oh absolutely we paid for that first system the first year i you know we saw a uh six to seven bushel gain year one and you know it didn't take long to realize that corn prices at that time that it was like wow that really paid. Then when you really start diving into it and you start figuring out how much less other things we needed, that's where we really started seeing the efficiency pick up. So in other words, let's talk about that for a second. You actually ran the soil test and you realized that perhaps you were over applying some stuff that you didn't need and you were under applying some other things. Is that what you're telling me? I mean, well, I, if you want me just to, I'll just dive into what our first year with you guys was like. <laughs> yeah, um, please do. You know, Okay, well, so our first year in, we were working with uh, you and, and Tyler and Preston, and you know we all made the best educated guess we had without doing the soil test. And our best guess was, hey, you know what, six gallon of 215.19, a little zinc, a little more sidekick maybe later in the year, things like that, and you're good to go. So because we didn't have a chance to pull soil tests in the fall, everything was super muddy, and I prefer a soil test that isn't just slop. So, you know, fast forward to the next spring, and we were able to pull soil tests, and the soil test said something starkly different than what we had discussed. Um, <laughs> you know, we had discussed six gallon of 215.19, you know, pint of zinc. Actually, the soil test said, oh, no, you don't need that. You need uh, two gallon of 215.19 and uh, nine pints of manganese. So yeah. we traded in a semi-load of starter fertilizer for a semi-load of manganese. Right. Yes, we did. That was an interesting conversation whenever we realized we could actually buy a semi-load of manganese. <laughs> you know, it, it, I just appreciate that so much, Nick, because that's a shining example of why we have to do the soil testing. Now, you could have spent about the same amount of money. You spent more the way it was, a little bit more, because the manganese is more expensive. However, it was the manganese that you needed. And I think it brought us to the point, you guys have very adequate phosphorus levels. You have very adequate potassium levels. 
you have very deficient manganese levels to the point that you're limiting factor, right? Yep. And so yeah, they are. The uh, they're form. they're pretty low. Yep. Exactly. So let's. When it was supposed to be on equipment, I just get sidetracked pretty easy there and saw a rabbit. But Mick, talk to me. You started out with a on a hydraulic pump and a red ball system. What else do you see guys start out with? What's another good entry level system? What do you see like maybe using an electric pump and what else? Yeah, sure. So an electric pump using the right gauge tubing, I think that's a good way to get started. Push to connect fittings, they're easy, they're not expensive, and they make it simple to set up. Really like electric pumps. If you get like a twelve row or a sixteen row planner, you know, they will you can get by with typically one on that depending on your uh, gallons per acre you're trying to put out and obviously if you're you know if you do happen to be in the region that does need six gallon of 215-19 you may have to think about a second pump on a 24 row you're for sure going to have to run two right you know those systems are great like I said we started out designing and building kind of our own tank setups or frame setups for tanks and and you know there's nothing wrong with doing that I would encourage you, if you could, to set up, you know, kind of a tank system that works. Hey, you know, this is kind of like I only have to stop either once or maybe none, no time at all um, in between planter fill-ups with seed or try to, you know, maybe back your seed off so you're just stopping one time to fill with seed and fertilizer. We found right. that really helped pick up efficiency. So just little things like that that not everybody's thinking about whenever you're going and setting this stuff up. and. The tender is just about as important as the planter, if you really stop and think about it, so that you don't have to sit sit on the end row for an hour and a half waiting to get everything filled up. Okay, we're going to come back to the tender. I want to talk about that. And I know mm -hmm. in these days with the supply chain issues that we have at this moment, there are going to be some challenges, and that's why we may not be able to do exactly what we want, but we want to be able to, because would you agree with me, no matter what we have to do, it's going to be better than doing nothing, especially with $1,000 a ton map and dab. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You have to do this one way or another. Exactly. And so that being said, and I know you don't have current price today, you're not an equipment dealer, but give me a ballpark from where you set on an entry-level system, electric pump, tanks and brackets for a 12-row planter, ballpark with, say, some Schaffer rebounders at the bottom with why-not splitters. You know, you should be able to get that all set up for, if I had to guess, somewhere south of 10000 bucks, And I'd say you'd be, you, you could put together a really nice system for about seven. Okay. It might require you to do a little bit of weld on your own and buy some tanks and not get everything pre-made. But, um, yep, exactly. you know, that's what we've been finding from spare specialties and Shafferts. They're saying under 7500 for a nice entry-level system, get you ready to go. Just so everybody knows, the system that you use, what's it called again? I used to be a PhD from Precision Plant. Okay, and if that was available, which it's not, because I have a guy right now, you and I both know, he just needs three row units and can't find those to finish setting up. Yep. So if those were available, what would that cost today to do a 12-row planter with that whole system? Man, you know, I want to say those little units were about $800 a piece. So you're looking at $9,600 for the units themselves. And then there's a module on top of that. You're probably going to be north of 13,000, I think, right. 13, 14,000 without tanks, without the other side of it. Yep, for sure. sure. That just puts it on the road. So I'm just kind of, you know, we're looking at a range here from maybe, 
maybe as low as six, and then all of a sudden now you're up to seventeen or eighteen thousand for the exact same planter. And I'm not saying yeah. one's more worth it than the other. The purpose of this podcast today is for information, so they know what to do. And the bottom line is, even if you wanted the seventeen or eighteen thousand dollar system, you're looking for twenty twenty three. So yeah. we want to jump past that. You brought up a good point that we didn't talk about with the other guys. Let's talk about the tender. What are the do's and don'ts? What is it that they're going to do that's going to make it better? And what are the things they want to avoid in setting up their tender? You know, it all depends on what you're doing. So if you just, if you're just let's say you're going to fill a 500-gallon uh, tank on a planter, you may not necessarily need a 3-inch pump with 3-inch hose to fill that. A 2-inch pump and a 2-inch hose might be all right. Let's say you're going to set up something a little bigger. You need to start thinking about bigger tanks, bigger pumps, and bigger hoses. When you start looking at pressure loss you get out of the smaller hose, you know, yeah, it's a lot easier to handle inch and a half or two-inch hose, but you're going to pay for it at the end of the field. Um, you know, we found here that uh, when we made the switch from two-inch hose to three-inch hose, we lost about 15 minutes of that stand-around time you get whenever you're waiting for everything to fill at the end of the field. Wow. So, you know, you, you couple that with getting back in the field 15 minutes quicker with, you know, hey, you know, we were able to get by without doing speed tube for a few years here. We were able to take on about uh, 2,000 gallons of uh, 28% that we put on with the planter, and then about 1,000 gallons of starter, kind of our starter blend and seed. We were able to do that all in 13 minutes and then be able to plant for four hours while that tender went back to the farm and filled back up. Wow. That's really cool. And I, you know, once in a while we run across somebody who has a, maybe a dealer that doesn't have the same vision that we have or that the grower has, and they, they try to save them some money and plummet with inch and a half. Just the move from inch and a half to two inch changes the time drastically, absolutely drastically. And they'll sell them on the concept, well, inch and a half is so much lighter, so much easier to work with, just like they'll say two inches easier than three. And those are true. But the time savings and moving just from inch and a half to two or from two to three really, really, really increases the effectiveness, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. It's easy four times faster. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's really cool to, to make those differences. And, you know, and you've heard me say many times, Nick, it's never wrong to do the right thing. And this is in every area of my life, but this is a shining example. Well, the two-inch hose is way cheaper than the three-inch hose, and so I'm going to save that $400. I only complain about spending the extra money on the good thing or the right thing. I, I complain about it one time when I write the check. Every time I write the smaller check and I save the money, I complain about it every time I use it. And so it's kind of, do you, do you want to feel pain once and be done with it, or do you want to feel pain for the rest of your life, right? Well, it's kind of like ripping a bandit off, Rod. You don't. You just want to do it quick. You don't want to pull it out. <laughs> there you go. Especially if they didn't shave under it. So, um, yep. yeah, that's exactly right. So, well, Nick, is there anything else that you'd like to add here as we wrap up the call? Any ideas that you might share with the guys looking at getting started and purchasing their equipment? I would just say, you know, guys, whenever you're doing this, you got to think about this is where I'm at today, and this is what I'm trying to do. But don't buy something that you can't expand on in the future. You know, you can sit there and say, look, I'm going to put 200 gallon tanks on the planter and that's all I'm going to do because you know what? I just don't need to carry any more fertilizer than that. And that may be true today, but that may not necessarily be true tomorrow. 
you don't know what you don't know. And so, you know, setting yourself up to where you can expand, you can grow within your system is crucial. Absolutely. And here's a little tip that no extra charge. If you put on a pair of 200 gallon tanks, don't want to carry the weight, you can just fill them half full. There you go. <laughs> but you do have the option. Well, Nick, I really appreciate your time, man. I know you're super, super busy. And I hope harvest is going really great for you guys out there. And I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. So, folks yep. listening, we appreciate you very much. If you find value in what we do, we would ask that you come on over and give us a rating on the podcast platform of your choice. We would ask that you share this with a friend, with a neighbor, with someone else that you know. We would also ask that you jump on over into the Facebook community and find us there at A Better Way to Farm. Thank you for tuning in, and I really do hope you're having a better day. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming.